are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, Chili Piper got going in 2016, 2017, helping SDRs book meetings. They broke 2 million revenue in 2018, went on to raise a lot of capital, broke 15 million in revenue in 2021. And then they had to make a drastic change when markets compressed. They took their team from 225 down to 150 after a team retreat in Morocco. That made them instantly profitable, or at least cash flow positive, bought them runway. Now with a multi-product approach, over five products in the market with a new chat GPT or sorry, AI product coming, uh, they continue to drive growth. They have 2,000 customers paying an average $1,200 per month with a self-serve option getting ready to launch, which we're excited about. Hey, folks. My guest today is Nicholas Vandenberg. He is building a company called Chili Piper. Now, you might know them from their early product, which really has to do with scheduling, but they've really expanded nicely to a multi-product approach. He's been on the show many times. He went the hard route of... By the way, when I say hard route, I mean, it's hard to raise VC. He did it. I mean, he played the game. Him and Alina, the co-founder, they played the game. They got a lot done. Tiger came in with a huge round. They did a secondary, all that jazz. You know, They then had to make some cuts, reposition the business, and now revenue is growing again. We're going to jump into all of it today. Nicholas, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. I want to go back to the team retreat. You knew hours after the team retreat, you're going to have to lay off a bunch of people to sort of right-size the business. What year was that again? Just remind my audience. Just last year. Last okay. November, twenty twenty-two. Last November, and before coming on here, I want I want to reach out and said, "Hey, how's revenue going?" And and you told me I don't want to say it out of our email, but you told me revenue today is about what in terms of ARR? Thirty million run rate, and that's up from about sixteen million in twenty twenty-one, two years ago, right? Uh, yes, that's right, exactly. It's almost yeah. doubled over the past two years. In the middle yeah. of a big layoff. I don't think you raised any additional capital. Is that we correct? No, we switched so you, to being cash positive. Amazing. Okay, so I want to dive into the story, right? So, how did you get yeah. to cash flow positive? Uh, well, so um, we had to do a, a paid force, uh, a painful reduction in force. Um, the story you're telling is that we took everybody to Morocco in an unbelievable trip, and we got a lot of shit for that because people say, "Look at this idiot; they're spending uh, all this money," uh, but it's irresponsibly but it's not quite the way it, it happened uh, we do a trip every year we actually just back from Iceland uh, even though we cash positive you know we manage our costs we, we flew everybody to Iceland um, in Morocco we were operating under a certain growth assumption um, you know and so with uh, more than 200 people at the time in the company um, and um, <clears throat> as the market slowed down we thought okay uh, Let's talk to additional uh, sources of financing to see if we can continue that growth. And when we came back, you said a few hours before, after, it, it actually took us uh, an entire week of meetings with potential investors immediately upon coming back from Morocco, where it was clear that, that the market changed too much, investors had lost appetite. So to your question, we, we laid off a third of the company. So, that's so 200 down to 125. Uh, two, we went from 225 to 150. Okay. 225 to 150. Um, in one shot. And the idea is to say, 
we do it. It's done. We don't go into other layers. Those who stay are in for good, and and they're not they're not going to worry. And so we scaled it to a price point where we can tell we could tell that we were going to be cash positive, right? And and so that's what we did. We did one go. We we did it uh, <clears throat> with as much support as we could for those who, who couldn't stay. So we help them find another job or place them. Uh, I wrote many LinkedIn recommendations. Because of course, when you go for, uh, from, when you get one third of the company, you're going to have to let go a lot of uh, uh, very talented people, the people who were, were performing, because you know, it's just the nature of it. So it's not like uh, there was anything wrong with anybody. So uh, it seemed that uh, fortunately, most of them were able to bounce back, even though the markets were difficult. Uh, mm. I'm happy to observe that uh, the Chili Piper has become a strong brand and, and people are interested in hiring ex Chili Pipers. We call, we, call awesome. ourselves, we call ourselves Pipers. So um, you know, we see all of them finding good jobs. So, so uh, it's obviously been a painful transition, but but it has worked well. My first interview when I first discovered you, Nolina, was back in 2018. You guys at that point were making, on average, uh, you told me ARPU was about $820 per customer. I then had you on again in 2021, and that had grown to about 1200 I, I'm going to guess, you haven't told me this, but I'm going to guess ARPU today is even higher than that, uh, and it's or maybe flat, but because of your multi-product strategy. Can you maybe just take us through the quick product? Remember, you launched with a scheduling tool. What products do you offer now today? Today, we're uh, bringing to market a full range of products uh, focused on what we call non-conversion. <clears throat> so we uh, we exactly what you said. We started with a scheduling product, but it was, it was already... Uh, more targeted than just currently. Uh, our initial product was to help SDRs book with account executives. So we already had routing, round robin, and you know, and uh, one click. And, and something that people understand is that we give the ability for SDRs to book um, themselves. So currently, it's about having the prospect booking. You send a scheduling link and the prospect books, but SDRs doesn't work that way. You're on the phone. You you you're the one who is booking. So currently, it actually doesn't serve this use case. And that's what we started with. So the early days, and we bootstrap. Uh, we did raise money in 20... 2019. 2019, th- three million small round, uh, and and then really in 2020, 20, 2020. Um, yep. But but so so when when we we gen- launched this concierge product, where uh, when people come and submit a form and they see um, a thank you page and companies lose their prospects in the thank you page. We build this product that qualifies and wraps in real time. Now we've added a, a product to do a, a automated uh, lead distribution. So for those who don't ask for a meeting, but, but come to a webinar and all that, uh, we call it Distro. And we're launching soon a chat product to have the full range of what it takes to convert interest into a pipeline, basically. Yeah. Um, we're also launching a new version of uh, our scheduling product where we've... Uh, Thought long and hard about how AI can help that use case. You know, a lot of people say, "I want to do the chat GPT of Calendly," and uh, and so we have something coming in the in the first quarter that we think is uh, the chat GPT of Calendly. You know, but 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 we'll see. It's uh, it's uh, a very cool product. I'm excited about. So we have a full range of uh, of. Uh, the tools it takes to convert again, convert interest into pipeline. When you have a yep. interesting prospect, whether it's by email or whether on your website, uh, what it takes to be there. And in terms s- of, 
Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Nicholas, but uh, in terms of order of operations, so today, if people go to solutions, <laughs> drop down on your website, you've got, from what I can see, five products. You're really your first product, though, and was Instant Booker. And then what what came after that? Handoff, Distro, Concierge Live, or Form Concierge? Okay, so it went uh, uh, Handoff, then Instant Booker, then concierge then concierge life not distro and soon chat that is not yet listed on the on the website where it will come soon one of the things that i think a lot of founders um don't spend enough time thinking about everyone has a product vision but they don't think about order of operations sequencing like what should come first and then second and then third how did you guys ever debate this internally i'm sure you have a million projects how did you decide what to do next and then after that and for after uh, we debated internally. We have this thing called decision memo where uh, we list the options of how we should do things and everybody contributes their, their data and their uh, evidence that they have supporting uh, one way or the other. Um, so that, that's how we do it. And, and we try to be very strategic about it, but um, we don't always get it right. So little known is the fact that in 2020, we launched a product called Inbox. Because uh, we thought, okay, we need to help people engage with their buyer, and there is a lot of things happening in the inbox. So let's do an inbox, an email inbox. We see we're talking about like a, a, re, a replacement for a Gmail, an email client. And we pulled it out after a couple of months for that very reason. It's a problem of sequencing. We're not ready to bring this product to market. We, we are still, we still have too much work to do uh, targeting marketers, targeting ops. And it was too early for us to go after the end users and helping them the end users. Uh, even though I love the product, we pull it out because uh, you know one thing is to have a good product, another one is to be able to bring it to market. Yeah. And I, I most entrepreneurs are, uh, misunderstand uh, the uh, the challenge of bringing a product to market. You know, you uh, take so much energy, and so at the time we felt that uh, we didn't have the energy to bring this product. So to, to your question. Now we think long and hard about which product is closest to what we have now and, and uh, most likely to succeed and, and um, relevant to our existing customer base so that we can leverage that customer base to, to, to accelerate. And that's how we sequence them. Well, I mean, what convinced just, you, though? Just, I mean, because if you go back to, I think it was like February of 2020 is when you launched in your drop down. It was under sales execution and it's out of inbox beta invite yeah. only. So you were thinking about inbox then in February 2020. When you go back and look at the thesis on, I mean, because everybody was convinced, let's go launch this product. When you go back into a postmortem, what were some false assumptions you made back then? Was it just your capacity to handle a new product line? You overestimate or underestimated how much work it would take? Or was there something else? The first adoption, we, the first hypothesis we made was uh, the speed of adoption. Uh, we got people interested, but they, they tried it. They it, it didn't use it for some obscure reason, and it takes a lot of work to get people to adopt. You know, you get this myth that uh, Slack went up live, and all of a sudden, uh, and maybe it happened to Slack, but it doesn't happen to the rest of us. You know, to get a product to get adoption, it takes a lot of energy. And the false hypothesis was the level of energy we take. We thought it would just take it on its own, and and, uh, and it was not happening. So uh, we just thought right now we have too 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 much work still to do on the other products to continue the adoption. We can't afford to assign these resources to uh, inbox 
that's what I think. Well, and it's a tough balance. I imagine you had people on your team going, okay, let's go research front app and let's go look at shift. And there was a button, you know, to do this. There's a bunch of these other tools that were only doing this sort of inbox idea. And it looks like it's simple and doing well. And it's a logical thing for you and I as founders to go, okay, let's go take some of that market share. We have a built-in customer base, but it's hard. You're exactly right. And and what happened is that we, we had a, a lot of good ideas about uh, Tinbox, uh, which I still think are good ideas. Uh, uh, but good ideas uh, still need a lot of work to get adoption. And so uh, so it, it was uh, painful to say, well, put it out, especially for those who built it. But it's the way we, I thought of it as, like we say in French, ce n'est qu'un au revoir, you know? It's, it's only goodbye. It's, it's not farewell. So it's only... It's only au revoir. It means it's not <laughs> farewell forever. It's just goodbye and we'll meet again. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. So, okay. That's a prior strategy. That's super helpful to understand. Update us on customers today. How many paying customers pay for chili, one of Chili Peppers products? Yeah. I'd say, what was the question? How many paying customers? Uh, 2,000. So about 2,000. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And are you gen- would you generally say that you're moving up market or staying where you are, mid market, SMB? Um, currently, we're staying where we are. We've been staying where we are in market uh, in the last two years. Um, we are launching a self-service version of our products in the first quarter, so we are going to cater to SMB more efficiently. Okay, so, wait, d- take me to that decision because that's a big. D- why go that route versus going up market and only looking at fifty thousand ACVs? Yes, you know that's a contrarian view I, I have actually. Uh, because you hear all the VCs saying, like, go up market, go up market. And, uh, and uh, I'm observing uh, how HubSpot is taking market share away from Salesforce. And they take them from the bottom. And then from Marketo and from the other. They take them from the bottom. Because when you start with a product that can serve the, the bottom efficiently, and you start going up, uh, the incumbent that started up it has a very hard time competing. Right, The product is more complex. It's more expensive. And... And so uh, I've always thought that the the way to, the better way to go at market is go to down market first. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that's because I, I I I see. Oh, Damasha keeps repeating. Oh, we love SMBs. We love SMB. We just wake up for SMBs. And in the meantime, if you look at the product, they keep bringing enterprise features, more and more enterprise, and they get more enterprise business. And you know, and so I'm sure he does it on purpose, like pretending that he loves SMB. In the meantime, he's going and crushing Salesforce on the enterprise side. You know, it's like <laughs> like like the stealth mode. So that that's uh, that's what we're doing. We're doing uh, we we doing a self service. We want to we want to make sure that we serve the the smaller guys out there well efficiently for both parties and uh, and we think this f- these are the foundation that you will take to uh, to to scale back up do you feel like your products in a place where um people can successfully onboard without anyone from your team touching them or helping them or getting on a call with them no we redid everything we're relaunching wow uh, okay so, so 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 the answer is yes but uh only after uh, years of investment in R and D, and we've we've had so many mockups of uh, the design of the product that we do. We even recently we completely change again. We launched something and it didn't quite work the way we wanted. So it takes a lot of work, but uh, I, I do think we're there. We're getting there. 
Yep. You did a $15 million Series A in December 2020 at a 60 million post and then a $33 million Series B in February of 2021 before the big secondary in uh, November 2021 at a 625 million post money valuation. This isn't just you. This is the whole market. Everyone's valuations are down. How do you talk to people about their the, the value of their options today and making sure people stay excited and incentivized to keep building at Chili Piper? Yeah, so we repriced. We repriced the options. So we, uh, I went to the board. I said, look, uh, oh, please, uh, the world of stock options to be motivated. Uh, we need that. So we, we, uh, we had another 409A call to tell us the current correct price and we repriced our options. I uh, see. Yeah. I see. Okay, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, very cool. Okay, so to some, I mean, we got self service coming up here soon. Uh, you like saying where you're at. You got a multi-product approach, five current products with an AI play uh, coming up here shortly, which we're excited about. You've repriced options. The team is smaller, higher revenue per employee. And you've done all this, even by cutting team size, you've doubled revenue uh, over the past two years. Uh, before we finish up here, how are you getting new customers? What's your main growth channel? It's still the same mix of inbound and outbound. We still have an SDR team. Um, they're great guys. And women, how many? And, uh, 20. 20 SDRs, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, close to 20. Um, and they do a really good job. And uh, our inbound is continuing um, to, to, to perform. Um, we've added, um, excuse me, uh, a motion that I'm very uh, happy with. Uh, we call it uh, chili pepper everywhere. So we've uh, done more partnership, ecosystem partnerships. So, for example, we integrated with... Uh, uh, intercom, Clearbit, uh, Gong, uh, you know, and so if you, if you want the Gong engage, you're going to work with Chili Pepper. We are uh, integrated with G2. So if you want to list your products on G2, instead of uh, getting leads by email, you can actually have the, your prospect book on the G2 site with your sales rep. Um, see, so we actually moving the scheduling on the G2 site for our customers. Um, so we, we have this big motion and that's bringing up a, a sizable amount of business now. Uh, so just to be clear, Nicholas, if I go to chilipiper.com forward slash integrations, you've got over 64. I mean, this is a serious investment. You've got over 64 partners here, ranging from CanDo to Clearbit to Eloqua to Gong, etc. These all require unique, obviously, building experiences. But on the back end, you're saying there's partnerships with each of these two, and they're driving you business, you're driving them business. And this is a big growth channel for you. That's, that's just exactly right, yes. Can you go deeper on that? So like ClickFunnels is listed here. What are you doing in terms of back channeling with ClickFunnels? And you say, hey, we'll build this integration if you send us customers and here's how we'll send. Like, what does that sound like? The, the most common integration is, is the ability to, to um, um, book a meeting when, you, uh, when you're in the product. So, so with this product that you're on the phone or you're in email, and then you can enter, enter in, Click on Chili Pepper to book the meeting or send a, a link to uh, Chili Pepper. So that, that's the bulk of integration. It's always about scheduling in other people's products. We also have integration for it with uh, uh, Sando. So, for example, where if you send a gift, then uh, you receive the gift and then you can book a meeting with the person who sent you. Uh, that, that's the, the general approach we have. And, uh, you know, in many, many situations, uh, a meeting needs to happen and we're there to enable the, the, the scheduling. Do you know off the top of your head how many unique hits Chili Pipers it clicks Chili Pipers getting from Google Organic per month? Is it like hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands? You know? Yeah, I don't know, but it's in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. So you have a strong SEO play, inbound SEO, organic yeah, SEO. We 
we get a lot of uh, kicks from the viral aspect of it, right? So people uh, try it, uh, tons of it. People go to a website, they book with e-papers, so, well, that was a great experience, and they come to our, our site that way. So it's more the viral aspect than the SEO that's we're working for us. SEO yes. to be candidate, I think we can do better, and we and we get back to it next year. It's, so just to be clear, when people book a meeting and it says this meeting was booked with Chili Piper, and then you can click the logo and go through it, you're getting hundreds of thousands of clicks per month from that logo placement. Not from the logo placement, from the fact that the experience was good and 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 people either click on that logo placement or search Chili Piper or uh, type in Chili Piper. Yeah, amazing, so it's amazing. Well, ways, yeah. Well, this is a hell of a story. You're always very transparent and a ton of fun to interview. Let's wrap up here with the famous five, Nicholas. Number one, favorite business book. Oh, oh. Um, I still have to say, uh, never split the difference because it's... Uh, um, you're consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, I would ask what CEO you're following or studying, but it sounds like you're following Darmesh and HubSpot closely, huh? Yes. I'm following Darmesh closely, yep. yes. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Chili Piper? Online tools for me. You're comparing with 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 I said that last time. Uh, online tool uh, to be is is G Suite because we we do so much uh, on, on on documentation. Um, all our decisions, all our logs, it's on G Suite. So Google Docs. It's, Number it seems very very simple, but it's very powerful. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I, Adelina, give me a book that says, look, if you want to live longer, you have to sleep eight hours. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm aiming for eight hours. So I'm, I'm seven to eight. Um, that's, a, that's awesome. That's awesome. So married happy. and you had two kids in 2021. Still two kids or is another one? Two kids. Still two kids. Okay. And I think you've had a birth. What are you, 56 now? 57? Yeah, that's what 57. Yeah. 57. All right. Last question, Nicholas. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Something I wish I knew. So when I was 20, I didn't understand, I didn't imagine uh, that entrepreneurship existed. Um, and uh, for sure, I, I wish uh, I, I knew that uh, you can take that route, that you can. You don't need to wait and you can just start something. Um, it seems impossible to me, and I wish I'd known that it was actually difficult, but something was doing. Guys, Chili Piper got going in 2016, 2017, helping SDRs book meetings. They broke 2 million revenue in 2018, went on to raise a lot of capital, broke 15 million in revenue in 2021. And then they had to make a drastic change when markets compressed. They took their team from 225 down to 150 after a team retreat in Morocco. That made them instantly profitable, at least cash flow positive, bought them runway. Now with a multi-product approach, over five products in the market with a new chat GPT or sorry, AI product coming. Uh, they continue to drive growth. They have 2,000 customers paying on average $1,200 per month with a self-serve option getting ready to launch, which we're excited about. Nicholas, we appreciate you. Thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.